And so the definition of communication, tone, body language, and words. Uh, so then, if you sport in a tude, then you know that your body language and your tone and your words may not be fit for communication. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford, Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as today we begin a new series called Communication, the Key to Any and Every Relationship. And Pastor, that's uh, quite a title, The Key to Any and Every Relationship? Yes, it's the key because if there's no communication, there's no building of a relationship. Okay, think of it from this vantage point. Okay. God wants to build a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. How does he do it? Through his word. His word, yeah. And through prayer. What is prayer? Well, first and foremost, it's communion with God because of your communication with God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so the most two powerful ways to build a relationship with God is through the scriptures and through supplication or prayer. Yeah. And so, obviously, you've just explained how we grow in relationship with God, spending time with him, reading his word, understanding the message he has for us. How does that, uh, you know, move into the, the day-to-day interactions that we have with those around us? Uh, well, because as you communicate, you are sharing and revealing. You even become vulnerable. And uh, the way to build, I always ask people the question, let, let me see if you can get this one. What's the opposite of trust? Um, I would think the first inclination is mistrust. Yes, but that's not it. Yeah. You figure that I, out. I, I, <laughs> you know, when a preacher asks you a question, it's always a trick. So there's a trick question there. Yes, yes. Well, well, the opposite of trust is vulnerability. Because the way you build trust is through your vulnerability. Right. So uh, if I say, who's your best friend? It is the person with whom you have been the most vulnerable and they haven't violated it. Right. Yeah. And so that, you know, they didn't take it to Facebook. They didn't take it to the prayer meeting. Yeah. They're taking it to the grave. So you trust them because they didn't violate your vulnerability. Well, right now, we're going to uh, open our Bibles to the book of Proverbs. We're in chapter 10, so I hope you'll join us there. As we begin this message, communication, the key to any and every relationship. Here is Pastor Ford. Husband and wife were arguing. They argued all the time. Many of us can't even relate to that kind of stuff. And uh, they were arguing all the time. So finally, they quit talking to each other. I know there's no married people in here to do that kind of thing, but they gave each other the silent treatment. Uh, Well, uh, they went to bed that night and he wrote a note to her. She wrote a note to him and all that kind of stuff. And so he didn't want to say anything, but the next morning he had to get up to go to O'Hare because his plane left at at seven o'clock. And he told her on a piece of paper, he left it on her pillow, wake me up at 5 a.m., uh, I have to be at the airport at 7. Well, the next morning, he wakes up, and it is 7. He didn't miss his plane. He's upset. And all of a sudden, he looks on the pillow, and there's a sign, a little note that says, wake up, it's 5 a.m. Uh, now, you know, when we begin to look at, I mean, you know, that's not far from reality. 
in many of our relationships. And doesn't mean that you, you know, even as we interact with one another in ministry and, and that kind of thing. Uh, somebody told me, one of the leaders said, we only have three things wrong with our church. I said, what are they? They said, communication, communication, communication. I said, wow, well, you know, and then you put everything out in every mode of communication that we have, Yahoo group. Uh, bulletin, announcements from the pulpit, et cetera, et cetera, mouth to mouth from ministry to ministry, and you wouldn't believe it. You still have people saying, I didn't know about that. How come we don't communicate around here? Uh, well, anyway, I think that uh, when we look at this whole area of communication, uh, we need to start being proactive rather than reactive. What do you mean by that, Pastor Ford? I mean, it's like the church is always behind the world in everything. I say it all the time. We got an A-track mentality in an iPad, iPod world. You know, we, we always falling behind. And, and, it's, and it's like that, not just, uh, you know, with the church, but look at what happens uh, when we are told something. You know, it's, it's kind of like when you talk about marriage, single people don't listen. And when you talk to singles, married people don't listen. I always wonder why when we're talking about principles from Scripture. I'm going to tell you something. If I was single, I'd get every married message I can if I wanted to be married because I needed to be prepared for what I want to do. And the average couple aren't ready for marriage. They don't get premarital counseling. They don't even know what they're doing. They focus all their attention on the wedding day and not the marriage itself, and that's tragic. So, you know, some of the things that you shared uh, that you were struggling with, well, here, here's what I saw in a lot of them. Communication, communication, communication. And that we need to understand that communication is the key to any and every relationship. I don't care what, what it is. It's on your job. You can have a communication problem with your boss. It could be with your spouse. It could be with your children. So we're going to talk about some basic principles of communication over the next few weeks. And I'm going to trust that what we're going to do is, is understand it, <laughs> you know, understand it better uh, than what we do uh, right now. So let's start off with a definition of communication. Here's my definition. I didn't get it from Webster. The sharing of information with another person, verbally or non-verbally, in a way that he or she will, keyword, understand, understand. So communication is the sharing of information with another person, verbally or non-verbally, in a way that he or she will understand what you are saying. Now, rhetoricians, those who study uh, language, uh, my pastor, uh, Pastor Farmer, uh, got his doctorate in rhetoric. So he's a wordsmith. He studies words. And they say that there are three aspects or facets to communication. And we need to know the impact of each one of those on the communication process. Uh, so what would they be? Somebody holler it out. The three aspects that comprise communication. Holler it out. Body language, words, 
What else? What else? Tone. So, it, it, so uh, tone, uh, body language, and words. Amen. And words. Now, here's what we think. No, no, let me see what you think. Okay, how many would say, so rhetoricians tell us that all communication, I don't care who you're talking to, 50% of it is through one of these, 30% of it is through a one of these, and 20% is through the other. So, so how many would say tone is 20%? Raise your hand. How many would say tone is 30%? Okay, so we got three, four. How many would say tone is 50%? Okay. How many would say words are 50%? How many would say words are 30%? How many would say words are 20%? How many would say that body language is 50%? What? Wait a minute. There's one person that raised their hand every time. Now, wait a minute. You, you, you. Fifty percent is communicated through your body language. What that means is people are reading what you say more than they're listening to what you say. You got that? So then now think about it in your interaction. So then what happens when you have an aggressive body language? You put somebody on the defense. They ain't listening to what you say. They watching your hands and make sure you ain't going to try to slap them. Yeah. So I go home and, and uh, my sugar babe says, honey, uh, would you take the garbage out? Yeah, all right. All right. She gets mad. What do I say? I said, yeah. What you getting all up excited for? I said, but it was the way. I said, yeah. So if I'd have done it, you know, they say, you know, maybe you take the garbage out. All right. Well, don't take it out. There's plenty of guys that would love to take this garbage out. And then you know what I'd say? Well, call one of them. <laughs> no. But you get the idea. And so, and so what needs to happen? We need to, be, we need to be proactive rather than reactive. Why? Because of what we read. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. So what we ought to do then, I hope you will take these notes and that you will study them and you will evaluate your communicative process and the way you communicate with individuals and line it up with what we're going to see is good communication. So that there are people, you know, like, 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 how would you feel? You come in on Sunday, I should say, sit here. Oh, gee, just messed up your worship. Tell the truth. You ain't heard, you ain't going to hear nothing else. Everybody else worshiping or somebody said something ignorant. It jacks you up for the whole worship. I know it does me. That's why I tell people, please don't talk to me now. I don't mean any harm. I got, I got my mind on my message and my message on my mind. But I could tell by the way they was walking toward me, they're going to mess up my message. <laughs> You're listening to Pastor Ford here on Treasure Truth as we really begin to look at communication and why it's the key to any and every relationship. We're going to get back to this teaching in just one moment. want to let you know you can come to our website, find out more about Pastor Ford, or listen to these programs again. 
Just stop by treasuretruthradio.org, stream programs, download MP3s, or order copies of this broadcast on CD. Again, our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. All right, back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. And so here it is now. And, and, and so here, here we have this body language. You know, I'll never forget it. Uh, Ruby White, Pastor White, they're both in heaven now. Uh, but when he was, he was my first associate minister. And he was, he was a great guy. I'm telling you, he was a great guy, man. And uh, this scenario used to go on all the time. Uh, so we'd be standing in the old sanctuary, standing in the hallway after everybody gone, about three or four of us talking, me, Pastor Lyles, Pastor White, uh, Al Hines, and a couple other brothers. We'd be to, uh, Brother Brisby. We'd be talking. And here come his wife, Ruby. And she would walk up. White, let's go, boy. I'm ready to go. He say, wait a minute, Ruby. Just wait till I get done. I'm talking. And so then they would argue all the way home. So it was Popeye the sailor time. It was all I could stand. I couldn't stand no more. I said, Sister White, let me talk to you. I caught her before she bullied. Some of y'all know. I said, look, y'all go through this every Sunday. You want to know why? Yeah. Because he's stubborn. want to finish a conversation. We've been here since 7 o'clock. We've been all, we used to have three services, 8, 10, and 12, because we had a small sanctuary. And so we had three services, and they were here, you know, at 7 o'clock, you know, until we were done at, at, at uh, 2 o'clock, sometime 2.30, sometime 2.45. Never went beyond 2.45, though. And, and so I said to her, I said, no, it's your approach. It's the way you're communicating. There are six men up here, and you walk up not like a woman. You walk up like you a dude, like you get ready to bust him upside the head if he don't come on. So, so, so would you try something? She said, we, we argue since we've been in this church every Sunday. We go eat in silence, and I'm telling you, I can't remember the last time we had a good Sunday after service. And I said, I don't want to be putting blame on anybody. And I know how many, you, you know, I say it all the time, no matter how flat a pancake is, it got two sides. But why don't you try this? Next Sunday, walk up to him while we're talking. Ladylike walk. Put your arms around him. Look up in his eyes. You can bat him if you want to. And say, what, what do you call him? What do you call him? She said, I, I, I call him sweetheart. Okay, when you, when you like him. And she said, I said, say, sweetheart, I'm hungry. Can we go? She came the next Sunday. Here comes Sister White, but she was walking, you know, with that little swish thing they got going on. You know what y'all, you know, that little, that little accent y'all put on it. She put her arms around him. She looked up and she said, sweetheart, I am so hungry. We've been there all day. Can we go? Brother White said, I'll see y'all. I got to go. So they go, they, they live on the west side. Well, they lived on the west side. So uh, they, they, they would go to MacArthur's every time they leave here. So, you know, uh, after I uh, am done preaching, I go home and I let the TV watch me. And my, my wife knows, don't let, don't let the grandkids around me because they exploit me. They, you know, they, Papa, Papa, we need $50. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Here, here, take it out of here, take it out of here. You know, you know they'd be working a brother, you know. And so she knows, you know, don't wake me up. So she woke me up 
She said, honey, Sister White's on the phone. I said, is everything okay? She said, yeah. And I told her you were asleep, and I don't like to wake you up. She said, but you have to. I got to talk to him. So, so I got on the phone. Sister White, everything okay? She, she, she called me brother pastor. And anybody, anybody remember Sister White? Whenever the sermon good good to her, what would she do? Pat her feet on the, on the ground like that. And you hear, while I'm preaching. And, 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 and the more it got to her. And then you hear, oh, 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 my God! That's, that's, it, that's how she do it all the time. And so she's on the phone, and she says, oh, brother pastor. I said, what's Sister White? She said, I just, I just had to call you. I know you were sleeping, but I had to tell you, oh, we had a great time. Oh, we went to MacArthur's. We talked. We shared. We had a good time. I said, is that right? She said, I said, you just wanted to tell me? She said, no. I said, I'm calling pastor because I want to see if there's anything else I should be doing. <laughs> it works. Communication is the key to any relationship. And I guarantee you, the better the relationship, the better the communication. And the better the communication, the better the relationship. It's the key. It's the key. And so then, you know, uh, tone, body language, and words. Now, we're going to talk about it because the Bible talks about five different kinds of words that we should avoid. But we're not going to get to it right now. And so the definition of communication, tone, body language, and words. Uh, so then, if you sport in a tude, then you know that your body language and your tone and your words may not be fit for communication. See, here's what some people have as a definition for communication. Uh, like one woman told me, I talk, he listens. That's our communication. It's not communication at all. You see, and talking is not communication. Oh, we communicate very well. You talk at each other. And so here now uh, is the demonstration of communication. Let me give it to you. Uh, I want you to understand it. Five levels of communication. And so uh, Gary Chapman came up with them, and then I, I didn't uh, 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 want to copy his. I, I came up with my own. Uh, so here's the first level, the frivolous level, the frivolous level. Now, what's that? That's when we have cliche conversation, where we talk about the weather. Frivolous level is superficial. 90% of conversation is on the frivolous level. What's happening uh, the weather is changing. And so that's most conversation. Then, then let her be the factual level. The factual. That's where you talk about people, places, and things. People, places, and things. And so now I want you to see uh, that these levels, you get deeper and deeper in communication. And, and so I wondered, I said to myself, self, wonder what Adam and Eve talked about. The weather was always nice and there was no other people to talk about. And everybody knows you ought to have at least two friends, one to talk to and one to talk about. And so the third level, now we're starting to get into the deep water. The third level is the feeling level. The feeling, now we bring in it, we're bringing in our emotions. And let me tell you, uh, in any situation that you're in, who's the first responder? The flesh. In a crisis, the flesh is usually the first responder. Which means then, 
We ought to think before we speak. Now, we're going to talk about it. It's one of the principles we'll talk about a little later, but let me jump on it a little early. James says this, let every man be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to anger. Zeno said it this way, God gave us two ears and one mouth, which means we should listen twice as much as we speak. A wise old owl lived in an oak. The more he knew, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he knew. And this same thing applies to you. See, when you talk, you only say what you know. But when you listen, you might find out something that you don't know. So the emotional level, feeling. Now, we've got to be very careful. Uh, why? Because people feel the way they feel because they feel the way they feel. You feeling me? And so we ought not deprecate how a person feels. Let them express their feelings. And then when we communicate, we must own our feelings. Not you did this to me, no. What you did made me feel this way. My wife got mad about the garbage. She don't get mad about the garbage all the time. There's something else going on. We'll talk about that in a moment. I'm, I'm going to turn you all into counselors, every one of you. So then the next level is the friendship level. Now you're talking about values, values, judgments, goals, and mores, M-O-R-E-S. What are mores? Moral values. And so values goals, judgments, and mores. Now you're on the friendship level. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford as we talk about communication and how it's the key to any and every relationship. We're going to continue this program from uh, Proverbs chapter 10 next time. Hope that you'll make it a point to tune in and listen. If you ever miss a broadcast, you can always listen to each and every program online. Just come to our website. It's Treasure Truth Radio. Org. You know, Pastor, one of the uh, things that's so encouraging about being involved in a ministry like this is regular feedback from listeners talking about how God is using this program in their lives. Yes, they're growing in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, some of them don't have the opportunity at times to get to Bible study. Uh, sometimes uh, they don't get the chance to study on their own at home. Yeah. Uh, but they turn on their radio and uh, Moody Radio is there. Uh, the plethora of teachers and uh, good sound teaching and they're able to be edified and built up. And so I know that our listeners want to support us with one-time gifts and monthly gifts. And remember, yeah. no gift is too small because it's not what I do with a million. If a million would be my lot, but it's what I'm going to do right now with a dollar and quarter I got. <laughs> well, if you would like to uh, give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift, you can do that easily by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. Look for that link that says make a donation and you can give your gift safely and securely online both the ongoing monthly gift and the one-time gift. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Thanks for giving. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us next time here on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.